So Pro Football Focus has just unveiled their preseason All-ACC team. I never thought I would say this out loud, not in a million years. But the Miami Hurricanes are getting respect from a national publication. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a lot of people think we're getting too much respect. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making us your first listen. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So... Shocker of all shockers, as PFF College started putting out their all-conference teams yesterday, and the Miami Hurricanes have eight players on the PFF preseason first team, all ACC, eight. Now, I know what you're saying, because you guys saw the graphics. You're like, Dono, wait, don't get too crazy. There were seven, not eight. No, you didn't see a graphic for special teams. Andy Borigalis is the first team kicker, so you've got three on offense, Four on defense, one on special teams. Miami is better represented in the PFF All-ACC list than any other team in the conference. Let's start with the offensive side of the football. As you can see, um, on paper, Miami is expected, I keep my fingers crossed, to dominate in the trenches this year. You've got left guard Javion Cohen, former first-team All-SEC, who's transferred now to Miami from Alabama. Center Matt Lee, who transferred in from UCF and hasn't given up a sack in his career. And left tackle Zion Nelson. We'll circle back to him because that was the most interesting of the three offensive selections for sure. So you have three-fifths of your offensive line considered the best in their conference by a publication that bases their decisions off of stats and analytics and NFL draft projections. So with PFF... They go based on the numbers. It's not a popularity thing. This is not guys that are voted on by the media or guys that are voted on by fans. They go by the numbers and the stats, okay? So the first thing this should tell you is when your offensive line is considered to be this good compared to, you know, the other 13 teams in your conference, your quarterback should be much better protected this year. And hopefully that helps Tyler Van Dyke thrive and your running game should be able to get off the ground in a way that it couldn't consistently do last year. So on the offense, it's all on the line of scrimmage. Let me see if I can pull up the defensive graphic for you. For those who are watching the video version here of Locked on Canes, so we got the first team all ACC defense where Miami's even better represented here than they were on offense. Four guys. You've got Ed Jakeem Mesidor, defensive tackle Leonard Taylor, along with the dynamic safety duo of Cam Kinchins, who was official first-team All-American last year, and James Williams, who we know has just a ton of potential. So if you add those seven, four on defense, three on offense, and your place kicker, eight first-teamers, folks, let's put this in perspective. It gives Miami the lead in the ACC, and they have more first-teamers than Florida State and Clemson combined. Florida State and Clemson combined for seven. Miami has eight. Now, it is worth noting that when you comb 
the second and third teamers as I did. Miami only has one on either the second or third team. So I think overall, Clemson and Florida State both have more all ACC preseason guys than Miami. Miami just has a lot more on the first team because the only guy to make the second or third team for Miami is Henry Parrish as the second team running back. Other than that, second and third team, a complete goose egg for Miami. But um, PFF, their stat geeks, consider the Miami Hurricanes to have more standout first teamers than any other team in the conference. That puts some pressure on you, okay? And I know the way that Hurricanes fans think. Some of you are saying, they're trying to set us up to fail. They're trying to tell you preseason. Look at that. They're trying to tell you Miami's going to be better than Clemson and Florida State. Both of those teams blew you out last year. Both of those teams are on the schedule this year. They're trying to set Miami up to fail. Then you talk to Clemson and Florida State fans, and, and they think that PFF is just big trolling out there. Uh, so let's talk about some of these uh, selections. This, this definitely puts pressure on Miami to at least be competitive this year inside the ACC. Uh, now, uh, out of you know the offensive and defensive players, three of the seven of these guys are transfers. So I think that's also a testament to the work that Mario Cristobal and his staff have done being really effective and active in the portal because Akeem Mesidor, that's a Cristobal guy, transferred in from West Virginia. Matt Lee and Javion Cohen, Cristobal guys who transferred in from Bama and UCF. Now we get this question. By the way, we're opening up this episode to questions on Locked on Canes. You guys have been reaching out to me on our SMS texting service through subtext. We include the link in the show description below if you want to join our subtext community. We get this question from you, Paul. He says, what do you think of the PFF preseason ACC team with seven hurricanes? Actually, eight, Paul. He says, anybody surprise you? And then he says, outside of Cam Kinchin's, who is the most likely to fill that preseason prediction? So that's the thing, guys. If you go year by year and you see players that, hey, this guy was a preseason All-ACC or All-SEC or whatever, then you go back at the end of the year and say, okay, did he live up to that expectation? Oftentimes players don't. And then oftentimes you'll have somebody who wasn't on the watch list preseason who ends up being, you know, a first teamer by the end of it. So you never know. There, there's always going to be things that don't play out the way you expect to. So, Paul... The only one who surprised me on this list, like really surprised me, was Zion Nelson at left tackle because Zion essentially didn't play at all last year. Only had one start, only two appearances last year, didn't play in the spring as well. However, because of his injury troubles or before his injury troubles last year, I should say, he was projected as a possible first rounder in last year's NFL draft, uh, of course, didn't play enough to keep that draft stock alive so I think PFF is kind of going based on his past work and based on his potential I think that's the reason why you know they consider uh, they consider this guy to be someone who's worthy of that first team mention but that was surprising to me because we haven't seen Zion Nelson suit up in a minute okay so I was surprised to see him make first team uh, a lot of you were surprised by James Williams being a first team safety I wasn't and it's mainly because I've known for months that the pro football focus analytics absolutely love James Williams. Over the spring, we interviewed, you can go back and find that episode from a few months ago. We interviewed PFF college analyst Max Chadwick, who is, uh, I think he still is, like the top guy for, for doing these uh, analyses for, for the college game. And Chadwick explained why James is so highly rated, right? Despite his tackling grades being lacking, he scores elite coverage grades on the PFF metrics, 
And he's also got elite measurables when it comes to the size and strength. I mean, this is a, a six foot five safety, and that's something that's going to affect his draft status when that time comes because his measurables are through the roof, right? And we've seen the pro football focus graphics in recent months that James Williams is considered one of the top five returning safeties in the entire country. Cam Kinchins, of course, is as well. Now, as far as who's going to live up to this first team all ACC status, you mentioned Cam Kinchins. He's going to live up to it, right? Cam was arguably the best safety in the entire country last year. He's such a student of the game and he's such a hard worker and he's such a leader out there. Like, you know, when I was out at spring practices and I'm sure I'm going to see it again in fall practice this year, Cam just stands out, right? The way he makes plays out there, the way he is mentoring teammates in drills, Cam is just, he's special. So I believe Cam will once again live up to his first team status. I believe Akeem Mesidor and Leonard Taylor will as well, or at least Leonard Taylor should. He's got to get more snaps and be more consistent this year. But Akeem Mesidor last year, 10 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks. PFF has him considered to be a top five returning edge rusher this year. Leonard Taylor considered to be a top 10 returning defensive tackle. LT had 24 tackles, 10 and a half TFL, three sacks, had an interception last year. And that was despite playing on a snap count that was way too low. And a few months ago when we talked with Max Chadwick from PFF, that was one of the first things that he brought up was that, you know, Leonard Taylor's snap count was criminally low last year. Uh, it's it's hard to believe that Matt Lee and Javion Cohen won't live up to their status as well. Uh, you know, Lee was rated as the top returning center in the entire country per PFF. Uh, and Javion Cohen hasn't been credited by PFF with giving up a single sack in his entire career to this point, being a starter for the last couple of years at Alabama. So, uh, man, we got a lot coming up on this episode of Locked on Canes. Folks, there is a four-star tight end who is uncommitted in the class of 2024 who loves him some Miami. I think we need to bring Tavion Galloway home. We need to rescue this guy from Ohio where he lives. I'll explain why Tavion Galloway wants to be a Miami Hurricane. At least I think he does, because if you go by his social media trail, this dude wants to be a Kane. Uh, will Tyler Van Dyke have a bounce back year and become a first round draft pick? Can we talk about Jaden Wayne? Who we don't talk about enough. These are some of the things we're going to tackle folks. We're only getting started here on locked on canes. I am only getting started with eBay motors folks for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. 
Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend coming up. And to the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, join our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. You get one-on-ones from me, questions and answers. We answer your questions on the episode, sometimes breaking news, recruiting scoops, completely free for the first 14 days and then if you want to opt in $4.99 a month after two weeks we give you a lot of extra added value on there so let's answer some more of you guys's questions on the subtext uh so just just to reiterate outside of the uh, the eight first teamers that Miami has according to PFF only one player in the second or third team and that's Henry Parrish now we were asked a question by LL Cool Matt if I think anybody anybody got left off, right? Because, you know, the first the Miami's loaded in the first team, right? I know a lot of people would say there's too many, too many Canes on the first team. This team stunk last year. Uh, not very well represented in the second and third team. Like if you're looking second, third team, I believe Francisco, Maui Noah, and Wes Besaint, Miami's top two linebackers, maybe could have made an appearance there. But the ACC is strong with linebackers this year. And then hopefully by the end of the season, you get more representation at the skill positions because, again, Miami has three first-teamers on offense. All three of them are big uglies in the trenches. I would love to see somebody like Colby Young or Xavier Restrepo or both have good enough seasons to be first-team All-ACC by the end of it. Uh, tight ends like Elijah Arroyo and Jaleel Skinner. I'd like to see players like this kind of earn their way onto the postseason All-ACC list, even though they didn't make it to the preseason. But uh, let's talk a little recruiting here, okay? Because there, there's a four-star tight end, and I believe Miami would like a second tight end in the class of 2024 because they've been recruiting other tight ends in this class. Four-star tight end Tavion Galloway. This dude seems to love Miami. Six foot five, 230 plus pounder. He's from Ohio, but he grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan because his father loves Miami. So that's good parenting right there, right? I mean, like father, like son, I try to make sure my son supports all the teams I support. Hopefully he, you know, he's five years old. Hopefully he stays into it and doesn't rebel or something like that. Uh, now, Tavion Galloway, he was previously committed to LSU, but he decommitted during June. He's opened up his recruitment. Uh, he's been tweeting out all this love from Miami. He wants to take an official visit to Miami this fall. And he was asking Miami fans on Twitter what would be probably the best home game to take an OV. Um, you know, I would say just if you want a great atmosphere, it, Tavion, if you're watching this, you want a great atmosphere, you know, uh, you want to have the good crowd and kind of a big matchup. Uh, Texas A&M week two would be a solid choice. That's a 330 game. It's going to be hot out there, but, you know, you're an athletic guy. You probably stand up to the heat better than I do. I think you'll be all right. Uh, or, you know, Miami's got Clemson at home later in the year. That could be a good one. I don't know if we have the game time announced for that one, but we know the Texas A&M game week two is going to be 330 games. So, yeah, I would say Texas A&M or Clemson. Those would be probably uh, the best options for you. Um, and listen, as far as Tavion Galloway with Miami goes, this could be a great time to turn up the heat for him. I mean, Miami has, I mentioned, they've apparently wanted another tight end in this class to join Elijah Lofton, who I like a lot. Uh, you know, we recently Miami recently missed out on Caleb Odom to Alabama. They recently missed out on Devon Mitchell to Oklahoma. So, you know, unless Miami thinks they can flip one of those guys before signing day, 
Tavion Galloway seems like a great fit to me. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the receiving ability. I think he would complement Elijah Lofton very well. Galloway, really good route runner. Uh, he's also a willing blocker. And, like, you know, I'm not saying he's as good or better than Caleb Odom. They're different types of players. But, you know, Caleb Odom is basically just a, a jumbo wide receiver, not an inline blocker. I think Galloway is more of a, a willing blocker than Caleb Odom is. So I, I like this player a lot. And now that his recruitment is open again, I hope Miami gives him a look. We get this question from the subtext from Ice Prod. I think it's pronounced Ice because the instead of an E, there's a three. So I, I don't know what's going on there with the spelling. But Ice Prod asks us, could Tyler Van Dyke have a good enough season to become a first-round projected player again? Like, yeah, remember um, heading into last year, a lot of the way-too-early NFL mock drafts thought, hey, Tyler Van Dyke, this guy could be a first-round draft pick. So can he do that? Yes, he can, and it goes down to what we were just talking about. Miami's got three preseason first-team All-ACC offensive linemen. That's going to help Tyler Van Dyke a lot. So, yes, um, you know, as far as being a first-rounder, if you're asking me, will Tyler Van Dyke be one of the top 32 players in the country heading into the next draft, the odds are obviously against him on that. But he can absolutely improve his draft stock thanks to a better wide receiver room, a significantly better offensive line, and a better running back room as well. The rest is up to him, right? These are all the way, and a playbook that's more favorable to him as well, because Shannon Dawson's offense is going to fit Van Dyke a lot better uh, than the Josh Gaddis offense did last year. So all the external factors point to Tyler Van Dyke bouncing back, but the rest is up to him. And I watched this guy, TVD, two seasons ago. I watched him become ACC Rookie of the Year as a redshirt freshman. I watched Van Dyke have a six-game stretch as good as any quarterback in the country for that month and a half with six games in a row, at least 300 passing yards and at least three touchdown passes. He threw that year 25 TDs to just six interceptions. He did that as a redshirt freshman, so he's capable of that and more as a fourth-year junior if the stars align for him this year. So listen, I don't know if he's going to end up being a first-round pick. That's obviously got to be one of the top 32 players in the world to reach that status, but uh, it's not impossible, and he can definitely improve his draft stock, and I believe in Tyler Van Dyke. I like this one because I agree. We don't talk about this player enough, but Giant Ninja asks me on the subtext, can we just talk a little bit about Jaden Wayne? He said that that's all he wants. Let's just talk about Jaden Wayne. Um, yes, I want to talk about Jaden Wayne, former four-star recruit. Remember, he was a borderline five-star guy. And you remember when Jaden Wayne, uh, you know, last uh, July, about a year ago, when he committed to Miami at the time he announced his commitment, he was classified as, as a five-star. And then within 30 minutes to an hour after announcing he was coming to Miami, <laughs> They dropped him down to a four-star. The conspiracy, this is why I'm so surprised that Miami's getting this much respect from PFF because nobody else respects Miami. Uh, but Jaden Wayne, he may be a four-star according to uh, 24-7, but he's a five-star according to my heart, okay? Uh, IMG Academy player by way of the Pacific Northwest from Tacoma, Washington. Six foot five, 240-pound edge rusher. And, you know, it's believed with Jaden, he might even be, bigger than 240 by now because with his frame I believe he can get up to around 265 or 270 Ruben Bain is already around that 265 range and Jaden Wayne this is a special player folks elite first step with a very strong upper body and one of his superpowers is setting the edge okay now we do not talk ninja I agree with you 
We don't talk enough about Wayne because we talk so much about Reuben Bain. But both of these guys, Bain and Wayne, the Gotham connection, I believe both of these guys are future first or second day NFL draft picks. Jaden Wayne is an absolute stud, okay? All right, we get a question on the other side about how many defensive linemen we think are going to be in Miami's class of 2024 by the time it's all said and done. So you want to keep it locked right here, my friends, to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So Chalupa Batman asks us, hey, how many more defensive linemen do you see Miami grabbing in this class? Uh, I could see Miami grabbing two to three more. And it's because there's a lot of guys they're recruiting who are takes. Okay. It's just going to depend on how many of these guys say yes and want to come to Miami. So I could see two or three more, which means it could be a really big defensive line class because Miami has already landed three. They've landed three star uh, defensive lineman, Dalen Russell. Four-star edge, Marquise Lightfoot. Four-star defensive tackle, Artavius Jones. I like all these guys a lot. And the targets that we are keeping our eyes on. And again, this is unpredictable because Miami is in it for a lot of blue chippers. So you may, you're may you going to miss out on most of these guys. Are you going to land one or two or three of these guys? If, if you can land three of them, we're throwing a party down Ponce de Leon Boulevard. But uh, targets we're keeping our eyes on are five-star defensive tackle, Kamarian Franklin who Miami's been trending very nicely for. He's going to be back on campus at the end of the month for his fifth visit to Miami, fourth unofficial. Four-star LJ McCray, who Miami's competing with Florida for. Five-star Aiden Breland, competing primarily with Oregon for him. Five-star Colin Simmons, you're competing with Texas and LSU for him. Five-star Dylan Stewart, who you're kind of swimming upstream for. And then another one uh, is four-star tackle T.A. Cunningham. He's announcing tomorrow... I'm not getting my hopes up for this one with T.A. I don't think it's going to be Miami. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think he's probably going to pick Penn State. Uh, but in any case, you know, if T.A. Cunningham does pick Miami on Saturday, you know we're going to be all over it here on Locked on Kane. So with all those names I mentioned, all those guys are four and five stars, okay? Several five stars in that list. You're obviously going to miss on most of those guys, but I think Miami is going to try to pluck two or three more. And you never know. There could be some names that come up that, we're not even talking about right now. Okay. Did I mention, uh, hold on. Did I mention Aiden Breland in that list? Uh, I might've forgotten to mention him. That, oh yeah, I did. No, I did mention Aiden Breland. Sorry. So yeah, there, there's a bunch of defensive linemen. Miami is still trying to be in play for. Okay. We get this question, a uh, big picture recruiting question from Maryland Kane, who says, Hey, if we, we being Miami, if we're able to stack three top 10 recruiting classes in a row, 23, 24, and 25, do you think we will be back as a top program? Will the U be back? Um, listen, if you're able to, and you had a top 10 last year, you may or may not have a top 10, 2024, 2025, who knows, long way away. But yeah, if you're able to stack three top 10 classes in a row, Maryland Kane, that's a huge part of getting there if you want to be back. Because look at the way Georgia stacks talent. That's what they've been doing for the last several years. But it's not the only ingredient, right? Like, you know, and again, we talk about how the recruiting rankings can be flawed. The star system can be flawed because there are so many other ingredients. You also need to be recruiting players that have the right personality. Uh, and you also need the coaches to develop these guys properly, right? So ingredients like that, having players that, 
get along with each other, players who actually love football and care about winning because sometimes players are divas and they may be talented, but they don't make it in the college rankings. And yeah, you have to have coaches that are able to develop and bring the best out of those players because when you get players out of high school, no matter how talented they are, they're going to be raw. Most of these guys are going to be raw and they're going to need coaching and development. So those are the types of ingredients that have been lacking at Miami for way, way, way too long, okay? We get this question from... Ardry from Pensacola, who says, hey, will the Hurricanes have three, possibly four first round draft picks this coming year in Zion Nelson, Cam Kinchins, James Williams and Letter Taylor? Um, Listen, probably not, Ardry, but if each and every one of them plays to their best case scenarios, they could. I mean, even Tyler Van Dyke, if he plays up to his uh, best case scenario. Uh, now, Javion Cohen is another one who's likely to get drafted early, maybe not the first round because he's a guard. But yeah, listen, uh, it's ex- are you going to end up having four or five first round picks? Almost certainly not. But the fact that Miami has four or five players who have really high draft potential like that, Akeem Mesidor is going to be drafted as well. Uh, you're going to bounce back draft wise, right? The last couple of years have been a little bit bleak when it comes to players drafted, uh, but I think you're going to bounce back in a nice way uh, this year and have a lot of players drafted from Miami. Maybe not all these guys in the first round, though. Uh, let's see. We get a question from Dustin in Ohio. And Dustin, if you run into Tavion Galloway up there, tell him Dono loves him. Tell him we want him to be a cane. Uh, Dustin says, hey, Miami made the 4-3 defense popular in college with fast physical players. Who is your all-time front seven defenders for the games? Now, uh, I'm going to give you guys that I really like, okay? Like, uh, obviously, you're going to think about somebody like Warren Sapp, who, you know, maybe not the nicest dude in the world, but great. You know, I'm going with the guys that I really love. So up front, um, some of my favorite, you know, front four guys in Miami history. Um, Vince Wilfork, Russell Maryland, Jerome McDougal. And you know what? I'll throw Warren Sapp in there because he was so darn talented. And listen, I know that three of those are interior guys, but you never said I had to go by exact positions, right? I'm giving you my favorite defensive lineman in Miami history at linebacker, linebacker, you, this is a tough one. Cause I'm going to leave some dudes out that I really like, but I think, I think my top three, uh, Dan Morgan, I loved Ray Lewis, Jesse Armstead. So maybe we'll go a little bit more in depth on those in a future episode. But those are some of my favorite front seven guys in Miami Hurricanes history. And the bottom line is there are really way too many to choose from. Uh, So something that we have to look forward to at the end of the month, I think it's on what is on July 29th when the Miami Hurricanes are having their cookout, the end of dead period cookout where you're going to have a lot of the current Miami commits for 2024 are going to come down. I'm sure some 2025 guys will come down, some uncommitted 2024 guys. So we get this question from Jay Adams, who says, who's coming to the barbecue? Now, we did talk about this a little bit with Brad Tejeda yesterday when he joined us. And um, we're still, you know, over a week away from this happening. And Miami's doing a really good job of keeping this guest list very close to the vest. And I'm also sure the guest list is not finished because sometimes you'll have players decide kind of at the last minute, maybe some players you expect to come who are not going to show up because you remember last year, I can't remember if he did or didn't show up, but Jurion Dickey, I I think he did show up last year, uh, but there was like a lot of questions during the week. Is he going to show up? He obviously didn't end up committing to Miami ultimately, but you know, you never know. This guest list can be very fluid for the barbecue. 
Uh, but one player that we can pretty much confirm who's going to be there because he's put it out there in the open is Big Cam, Kamari and Franklin, five-star defensive tackle out of Mississippi. We've heard that Big Cam is coming and he's bringing his grandmother with him as well, which is obviously a good thing. You know, you want to get the family in love with Miami and that can help that can help your decision to hopefully be a cane in the future. So once we get closer to the barbecue, I'm sure we're going to get more information on who is showing up. But thank you guys for showing up today and for making Locked on Canes your first listen. If you're watching us on YouTube, you want to hit that like button, hit the thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to the audio version, guys, we're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review because that goes a long way. In fact, uh, why don't I do this now? Because we have another five-star review I wanted to shout out. Only one new one since last time. Where are you guys? Let's get some more five-star reviews coming in here. But we got one from a, uh, a gentleman in Texas. 12 Austin C1 says, oh, he's actually in Georgia. I don't know why. I think I saw Austin. I thought, oh, he must be from Texas. No, he says, uh, I just graduated college and live in Georgia and have been a Miami fan my entire life, he says. I am extremely dedicated to the U, and I can tell Dono is as well. I listen every single day. As long as this show airs, it will always have at least one listener. Thank you. Uh, he says, P.S., my favorite segment is with Larry Bluestein. And we had Blue on a couple days ago. So thank you so much for listening to us from Georgia. And congratulations for recently graduating from college. I hope hopefully all your career goals will be met in the near future. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.